0: Our reading this evening is Daniel chapter 9. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, by descent Amid, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, perceived in the books the number of years that, according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet, must pass before the end of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. Then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy, with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments, we have sinned and done wrong and acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from your commandments and rules. To us, O Lord, belongs open shame, to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God by walking in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. All Israel has transgressed your law and turned aside, refusing to obey your voice, and the curse and oath that are written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out upon us because we have sinned against him. He has confirmed his words, which he spoke against us and against our rulers who ruled over us by bringing upon us a great calamity. For under the whole heaven there has not been done anything like what has been done against Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this calamity has come upon us. And I have come to tell it to you, for you are greatly loved. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and prophet, and to anoint a most holy place. Know, therefore, and understand that from the going out of the word to restore and build Jerusalem, to the coming of an anointed one, a prince, there shall be seven weeks. Then for sixty-two weeks it shall be built again with squares and moat, but in a troubled time. And after the sixty-two weeks an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood, and to the end there shall be war. Desolations are decreed and he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week and for half of the week he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering and on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator O lord have mercy on us thanks be to god in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen of all people of all people in babylon Daniel, you would think, would be the last one who would need to pray this prayer, confessing his sin. After all, Daniel was the one who withstood the mouths of the lions, who looked Darius in the eye and said, I'm going to pray to my God, my God alone. He's the one who looked him in the eye and did not fear the lions, but trusted that God would preserve him. Daniel, who prayed steadfastly three times a day, not changing his pattern whatsoever, despite what the king decreed. Daniel. A faithful man, Daniel, wise and righteous. Daniel, now in his old age, he was the last one you'd expect who should say, we have sinned. You'd expect him to say, they have sinned. My people, those people, the people that I happen to belong to, yes, I'm a part of their nation, but look at what they have done. How on account of their sins, Jerusalem has been destroyed. On account of their sins, we've been cast into exile and are now subject to the king of Babylon. It's their fault, those people. Thank God I'm not like them. Lord God, turn their hearts. But that's not what Daniel says. He uses the word we. We over and over and over again in his prayer. We have sinned. We have rebelled. We have not listened to the words of the prophets. We have done wickedly. O Lord, have mercy on us. O Lord, not because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy, hear us. Daniel lumps himself in with all of Israel. It's like the best hitter on the baseball team, the guy who shows up to the game, and at every at-bat, he hits a home run. And then the team loses, nonetheless, because they got bad defense and nobody else can hit. And in the press conference afterwards, they're they're asking this star of the team, Hey, hey man, what's your deal? What do you think about how things are going? And he says, You know what? We've really got to work harder. We've really got to get it together. We as a team have to do better. We have to be more dedicated, more disciplined. We just didn't do today. What we were supposed to do. Although he did his part. He hit every home run he needed to. He fielded every ball that came his way. He understands that he's a part of a team. And his individual effort doesn't really count for anything if the team loses. And Daniel has found himself on a losing team. We have sinned. Now, Daniel comes to this realization. Of course, he knew all along. He knew why they were in exile. But he comes to this realization at the end of his life or in his old age, after he's been under the reign of Babylon for close to 70 years, he comes to this realization while he is reading the book of Jeremiah. And he reads these words from Jeremiah chapter 25. Jeremiah had been prophesying to God's people for 23 years. He said, for 23 years, I've been speaking persistently to you, O Israel, O Judah, and you have not listened. You have not inclined your ears to hear, although the Lord persistently sent to you all his servants, the prophets, saying, Turn now, every one of you, from his evil way and evil deeds, and dwell upon the land that the Lord has given to you and your fathers from of old and forever. Do not go after other gods to serve and worship them, or provoke me to anger with the work of your hands. Then I will do you no harm. Yet, Jeremiah says, yet you have not listened to me, declares the Lord that you might provoke me to anger with the work of your hands to your own harm. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, because you have not obeyed my words, behold, I will send for all the tribes of the north, declares the Lord, and for Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, my servant, and I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants and against all these surrounding nations. I will devote them to destruction for 70 years. After 70 years are completed, I will punish the king of Babylon After 70 years, 70 years, Jeremiah wrote, 70 years after Nebuchadnezzar was to conquer Babylon, 70 years after Daniel arrived in Babylon, the destruction, the desolation would be over. And it's been nearly 70 years, and Daniel opens the book of the scroll. He reads in Jeremiah these words, and he knows that the time is coming short. He knows that soon the destruction is over. And what does he do? He prays. He prays, even though God has already said that he would do this. Although God has already said that he would restore his people to Jerusalem, that he'd return them to their homeland, Daniel prays and he confesses. He says, we have sinned. We have not asked for your help. We have been treacherous. We have gone astray. O Lord, hear our prayer. He confesses this guilt, this corporate guilt, just like his ancestors did. Abraham, who prays for... The people of Sodom and Gomorrah praying for the sparing of any righteous man. Like Moses, who says, Lord, if you're going to blot out the people of Israel, blot out my name also from that book. Daniel prays because he knows that salvation belongs to God and that God has promised to give salvation to his people. So he puts on sackcloth and he covers himself in ashes and he fasts and he prays. And he describes who God is. This is the basis of his prayer. You, O Lord, are righteous and holy. You keep your promises. We are faithless. You are merciful and we are wicked. You have given us good commands and we have turned aside to follow our own way. You sent us the prophets to call us back. You gave us your word and we did not listen. You have been righteous and we have been shameful. You've been merciful and forgiving, and we have been rebellious and disobedient. We deserve, Daniel says, we deserve exactly what we have gotten. We have a lot to learn from Daniel. At every turn in the history of the world, God's people get what is coming to them. At every turn in the history of the world, God's people are just like The people of Israel who complain and who moan and who think that they don't deserve what they've gotten, who think that things ought to be better for them, who think that God has abandoned them or forsaken them despite anything that they might have done. Just like the people of Israel, the people of God always do that. They always forget. They always turn away. Let us instead, let us instead be like Daniel. And at every turn... In the face of every trouble, in the face of every trial and temptation, let us hold fast to the promises of God and let us confess our sins. Not their sins, not the sins of those people, not the sins of those people that we think we are better than, but our own sins and the sins of our people, the sins for which we are all responsible. And let us plead, let us beg that God would make his face to shine upon us. That he would turn his ears toward us. That he would open his eyes and see. And let us make always this petition. Lord, not because of our righteousness. Certainly not because of our righteousness. If our prayer was because of our righteousness, we could not ask for anything. Not because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy, O Lord. Hear and forgive. Hear and bless. Hear and keep your word. He has promised, after all. This is how Daniel can pray so confidently. The clock is ticking. It's another three or four years from this moment that King Cyrus, the king of the Persians, will issue a decree 70 years after the people were brought into exile. King Cyrus will issue a decree saying they can go back and rebuild Jerusalem. The clock is ticking. It's coming. Jeremiah said it would happen. Daniel knows it's going to happen. And so he prays. A promised land is in store for the church of God, for the people of God heaven awaits. The kingdom of God with green pastures and still waters and peace and calm, it awaits. The clock is ticking. He has promised, he said, it would happen. How should we approach that day? We have sinned, O Lord. Hear our confession. We have sinned and done wickedly. O Lord, we have not heard your word. We have not listened to the prophets. O Lord, hear and forgive, not because of our righteousness, but because of your mercy. Call us yet again your people. Build for us again a city. Grant us again your mercy and peace and salvation. Pray as Daniel prayed. Let us be faithful like Daniel. And let us be confident like Daniel was. That's how, again, he was able to face those lions. Not because of his righteousness, but because of the mercy of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.